Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be chapter 9 of Ether. So now we're going to be showing uh, some back and forth of various kingdoms. Uh, this is uh, kind of... Uh, the condition that they're in. Now this doesn't really give us an indication of time as far as how much time passes, but roughly the space of each king is could be between 40 and 90 years, I don't know, something like that. I think there's a place later on when I discuss that, so we'll get to that later. Verse 1, And now I, Moroni, proceed with my record. Therefore, behold, it came to pass that because of the secret combinations of Achish and his friends, behold, they did overthrow the kingdom of Omer. Nevertheless, the Lord was merciful unto Omer, and also to his sons and to his daughters, who did not seek his destruction. And the Lord warned, warned Omer in a dream that he should depart out of the land. Wherefore, Omer departed out of, out of the land with his family, and traveled many days, and came over and passed by the hill of Shem, and came over by the place where the Nephites were destroyed, and from thence eastward, and came to a place which was called Ablam by the seashore. And there he pitched his tent, and also his sons and his daughters, and all his household, save it were Jared and his family. And it came to pass that Jared was anointed king over the people by the hand of wickedness, as, and he gave unto Achish his daughter to wife. And it came to pass that Achish sought the life of his father-in-law. Ah, so he's not so loyal to the father-in-law, is he? And he, I shouldn't have said that probably. And he applied unto those whom he had sworn by the oath of the ancients, and they obtained the head of his father-in-law, as he sat upon his throne, giving audience to his people. For so great had been the spreading of this wickedness, of this wicked and secret society, that it had, that it had corrupted the hearts of all the people. Therefore, Jared was murdered upon his throne, and Achish reigned in his stead. I guess that makes uh, the the wife there the dancer, huh? That's his, she's now the queen. And it came to pass that Achish began to be jealous of his son. Therefore, he shut him up in prison and kept him upon little or no food until he had suffered death. And now the brother of him that suffered death, and his name was Nimrah, was angry with his father because of that which his father had done unto his brother. And it came to pass that Nimrah gathered together a small number of men and fled out of the land and came over and dwelt in, with Omer. And it came to pass that Achish begat other sons, and they won the hearts of the people, notwithstanding they had sworn unto him to do all manner of iniquity according to that which he desired. Now the people of Achish were desirous for gain, even as Achish was desirous for power. Wherefore the sons of Achish did offer them money, by which means they drew away the more part of the people after them. Sounds a lot like our government, doesn't it, where people are offered stuff for free, and it draws them away, doesn't it? And there began to be a war between the sons of Achish and Achish, which lasted for the space of many years, yea, under the destruction of nearly all the people of the kingdom, yea, even all, save it were thirty souls, and they who fled with the house of Omer. Wherefore, Omer was restored again to the land of his inheritance. And it came to pass that Omer began to be old. Nevertheless, in his old age, he begat Emer, and he anointed Emer to be king in, to reign in his stead. And after that he had anointed Emer to be king, he saw peace in the land for the space of two years. And he died, having seen exceedingly great many days, or exceedingly many days, which were full of sorrow. And it came to pass that Emer did reign in his stead and did fill the steps of his father. 
And the Lord began again to take the curse from off the land, and the house of Emer did prosper exceedingly under the reign of Emer, and in the space of sixty and two years they had become exceedingly strong, insomuch that they became exceedingly rich, having all manner of fruit, and of grain, and of silks, and of fine linen, and of gold, and of silver, and of precious things. Kind of makes you wonder what kind of technology they had back then, doesn't it? And also all manner of cattle, of oxen, and cows, and of sheep, and of swine, and of goats, and also many other kinds of animals which were useful for the food of man. And they also had horses and asses, and there were elephants and kurlams and kumams, all manner of which were useful unto man, and more especially the elephants and kurlams and kumams. I think it quite significant that the Book of Mormon associates elephants only with the Jaredites, since there is no apparent reason why they should not have been as common in the 5th as in the 15th century BC. All we know is that they became extinct in large parts of Asia somewhere between those dates, as they did likewise in the New World, to follow the Book of Mormon, leaving only the written records of men to testify of their existence. They have plenty of iron, acarum, and anicum, says Marco Polo of the kingdom of the people of Cobian. Here they make mirrors of highly polished steel of large size and very handsome. The thing to note here is not primarily the, the advanced state of steelworking in Central Asia, though that, as we have seen, is significant, but the fact that no one knows for sure what acarum and andanicum are, Marco knew, of course, but since the things didn't exist in Europe, there was no Western word for them, and so all he could do was to call them by their only names. It is just so with the Kurlams and Kumams. These animals were unknown to the Nephites, and so Moroni leaves the words untranslated, or else, though known to the Nephites, they are out of our experience so that our language has no name to call them by. They were simply breeds of those many other kinds of animals which were useful for the food of man. That was by Hugh Nibley. Verse 20, And thus the Lord did pour out his blessings upon this land, which was choice above all other lands, and he commanded that whoso should possess the land should possess it unto the Lord, or they should be destroyed when they were ripened in iniquity. For, for upon such, saith the Lord, I will pour out the fullness of my wrath. And Emer did execute judgment in righteousness all his days, and he begat many sons and daughters, and he begat Coriantum, and he anointed Coriantum to reign in his stead. And after he had anointed Coriantum to reign in his stead, he lived four years, and he saw peace in the land, yea, and he even saw the Son of Righteousness, and did rejoice in glory in his day, and he died in peace. And it came to pass that Coriantum did walk in the steps of his father, and did build many mighty cities, and did administer that which was good unto his people in all his days. And it came to pass that he had no children, even until he was exceedingly old. Notice that it mentions cities were built, but it doesn't say anything about temples. It uh, makes you wonder what, they, what, what religion they actually had. And it came to pass that his wife died, being an hundred and two years old, and it came to pass that Coriantum took to wife in his old age a young maid, and begat, begat sons and daughters, wherefore he lived until he was an hundred and forty and two years old. And it came to pass that he begat Com, and Com reigned in his stead, and he reigned forty and nine years, and he begat Heth, and he also begat other sons and daughters. Moroni compressed several hundred years in chapters 9 through 11 of Ether. We read uh, chapter 9, 15 to 25 carefully because it describes an, an atypical period of over 225 years of peace, perhaps somewhat similar to that in 4th Nephi. Moroni supplied little description of these years except that the people enjoyed harmony and plenty with, an even, with even an appearance of the Son of Righteousness to Emer. That was by Catherine Thomas. Verse 26, And the people had spread again over all the face of the land, and there began again to be an exceedingly great wickedness upon the face of the land, and Heth began to embrace the secret plans again of old to destroy his father. 
And it came to pass that he did dethrone his father, for he slew him with his own sword, and he did reign in his stead. And there came prophets in the land again, crying repentance unto them, that they must prepare the way of the Lord, or, they, or there should come a curse upon the face of the land. Yea, even there should be a great famine, in which they should be destroyed if they did not repent. The Lord always warns us to repent. But the people believed not the words of the prophets, but they cast them out. And some of them they cast into pits and left them to perish. And it came to pass that they did all these things according to the commandment of the king Heth. Wicked rulers can cause the people to also sin like King Noah did. Verse 13, it came to pass that there began to be great dearth upon the land, or a, a, a great uh, famine or um, a drought. And the inhabitants began to be destroyed exceedingly, exceedingly fast because of the dearth or the drought, for there was no rain upon the face of the earth. The Lord often causes these natural disasters to occur to try to humble us into repenting. And there came forth poisonous serpents also upon the face of the land, and did poison many people. And it came to pass that their flocks began to flee before the poisonous serpents towards the land southward, which was called by the Nephites Zarahemla. And it came to pass that there were many of them which did perish by the way. Nevertheless, there were some which fled into the land southward. And it came to pass that the Lord did cause the serpents that they should pursue them no more, but that they should hedge up the way by the pe that the people could not pass, that whoso should attempt to pass might fall by the poisonous serpents. And it came to pass that the people did follow the course of the beasts and did devour the carcasses of them which fell by the way until they had devoured them all. Now when the people saw that they must perish, they began to repent of their iniquities and cry unto the Lord. The disasters are having the, their proper effect. Verse 35, And it came to pass that when they had humbled themselves sufficiently before the Lord, he did send rain upon the face of the earth, and the people began to revive again, and there began to be fruit in the north countries and in all the countries round about. And the Lord did show forth his power unto them in preserving them from famine. I bear testimony that these things are true, that this is translated material that we're reading from. And um, as we see this back and forth of the various kingdoms, uh, the righteousness and wickedness, and uh, the importance of being righteous so that we're not swept off. And I bear that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.